say Shy City. Shy City. Shy City. I'm coming home again. Welcome to episode 490 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, in which we're going to talk about what I think is the lamest move I've ever seen in the history of me doing pinball podcasts in all of my time in pinball. And I've had some lame things happen to me in this show, but this by far takes the cake for being the lamest thing ever, and we're going to talk about it right now. So I'm walking down the street in New York City, and I get a Facebook message from Greg, Mr. Rare Hero Colton, and he said, Chris, I wanted to share a link to the show we did together with a friend of mine, and Facebook won't let me share the link. It's coming up as abusive content, and it won't let him share the link. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I share links to my show all the time. I've been doing it for for over a few years now. What do you mean it's abusive content, and it's flagged as as not being shareable? So I go, and I do it myself, and, and he's right. For some reason, every single link to every single show I've ever done on Canada's Pinball Podcast can no longer be shared. And so the first thing I did was I called up Jarrett at Stern Pinball, a friend of mine, because the reason I called up Jarrett is he knows all about Facebook. And I said, Jarrett, did Stern Pinball do this? Did they like, did they try to get my content removed? And he's like, no, like I, I, no one told me anything. And then he said, I was like, how does this happen? And he said, well, what happens is, is they have to file three complaints and three reports that the content you have up is abusive and they'll take that into consideration and sometimes they'll just remove the item in question but they can also complain to Facebook to try and get the entire URL that delivers all of your content blacklisted from Facebook and I'm like oh okay so but he said it wasn't stern and so then What Jared doesn't know is that I also have friends at Facebook and I actually went back and I I was confused. I didn't even remember seeing any notification about who did this. And then obviously, if you were to ask the question, who's mad enough at Canada to complain to Facebook that the content we make on this show is abusive, right? And then all of a sudden, like the list starts to get on and on and on. Was it Dr. Frightener? Was it Auric? Was it Hilton? Was it American Pinball? Was it all the people I've pissed off over the years? Was it Andrew Highway? Like, who could it be? But you know what? I wasn't going to point fingers at any of those people because I don't think it was any of them. And then lo and behold, Brenda found somewhere in my Facebook page where the notifications came in and the specific content that was flagged for being abusive. Now think about this for a minute. This content, in a world in which we have political hate speech going on every day, we have racial hate speech being shared all across Facebook, in a world in which 100,000 people have perished in this country, okay? Think about everything going on in the world, that my pinball podcast was attacked for being abusive content. Now. What was really funny and what was really alarming is it was one pinball show that I did that was flagged three times. Now, listener of the show, you tell me who you think complained to Facebook to get Canada's Pinball Podcast censored on Facebook. You can't listen to it on Facebook. You can't share a link. You can't do 
anything with the links to my show on Facebook because of what this company did. And I'll tell you what episode it was. It was episode number 486. And the title of that episode is TMNT Details Revealed. And the post on Facebook was something along the lines of, if you want to hear what's in Stern's next game, listen here. So when I saw that, that this was the episode that led to Facebook banning people's ability to share my link or click on my links, I I just asked one very simple question. Who would find that abusive? Who would find a show that is revealing details about Ninja Turtles pinball to be abusive? And I can only draw one conclusion, that it was Stern Pinball who complained to Facebook about Canada. And I'm a little bit perplexed by that complaint. And part of me wants to go on some expletive-filled rant about how lame this is, about how lame censorship is, about how lame the marketing team over at Stern Pinball is, about how this company makes so much money. And is it really hurting anybody that Canada's Pinball Podcast shared details about a magnetized pizza or Raphael on a glider or the fact that there is a Ninja Turtles van. And by the way, they didn't do anything in terms of stopping people from listening to the show. And this is why I think it's also double lame because it was a failed attempt to actually remove any of the content because here's why SoundCloud, where I list my, my podcast, they protect freedom of speech. And they allow people to put their stuff out in the world. And my, and I don't know, like if I'm just saying it right now, if I feel like someone, you know, when someone's like afraid someone's going to murder them, if my pinball podcast ever disappears from the airwaves, you now know, it seems like the company that really is out to take me down. And it's really weird to me. And I'll explain why, because if you've listened to this show, I have done nothing but say positive things about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've hyped this game from the very beginning. I've had nothing but glowing remarks about what we expect to see from Zombietti, and now we know he knocked it out of the park. Sure, I've had my questions about Dwight on Code, but who amongst us, raise your hand, hasn't had your questions about Dwight on Code? And so for, for, for me, I have to draw the conclusion that Stern Pinball is the company that cried to Facebook about Canada. And I just wanna say something to the team over at Stern because I know they listen, I know Ed Robertson listens, Zombie Yeti listens, George Gomez listens. I bet Zach Sharp listens. Gentlemen, you have the world's number one pinball company. You don't need to act like lame losers because Canada has a little scoop on your game. You're still going to sell thousands of games, and you should look at this within the context of what my show does and what my show is about. And even if you listen to the show, Zach Sharp, 2,100 people listened to my show in which I gave them details about Ninja Turtles. None of those details would detract anybody from buying your toy. All right, these are grown men buying toys. Again, in a world in which all these calamities are happening, you're upset that I revealed three to four positive details and exciting things to look forward to. And remember, I just, all I did was I articulated those details of the game on a podcast, right? I didn't even share images of the game. I never leaked images of this game. I never leaked videos of this game. Maybe he's still upset because I shared the Stranger Things video early, which by the way, came from Stern. 
Stern sends its stuff out early. And Zach, the reason why I knew details about your game early was because you sent it out early to people and those people talked. And one of those people talked to me. Now, why don't you simply watermark your images and your press releases so you know who's sharing stuff? Or you could do this. Here's the other thing you could do, Zach. You could stop making that serious face on the videos. You could stop taking pinball so damn seriously. And you could actually have some fun and not care that a few trivial details about a game make it onto a podcast that only 2,100 nerds and losers like me and you listen to. What harm is it in revealing any of these details to the world? What harm is it that a video or a screenshot of a pinball machine makes it out a day before your plans? And maybe, maybe you should get in the conference room, put on your grown-up pants, call a meeting, and say, hey, how can we avoid this moving forward? How can I actually figure out how professional marketers keep stuff more under wraps? And I don't mean to attack him specifically. I don't even know if it was really him, but I get the sense it is because I didn't get an email from him. And he sort of has Jared trying to do his dirty work. And I saw this I saw this post that he sent out. So when when Ninja Turtles after this show, you remember like images of the of the game leaked before before Stern's official reveal date. And he had Jared go out and send the following to people. And it says this, I'm reading this word from word because other pinball podcasts and other pinball websites, they got this message from Stern Pinball. It goes, if images of TMNT are not removed from your page upon receipt of this message, I will move forward with a legal complaint and copyright infringement report. This will result, spelled wrong, it result was spelled R-E-S-I-L-T, in a strike on your page and the content being manually removed. This is a request direct from Zach Sharp. Thanks. Why doesn't Zach Sharp send this note out? And why is Stern Pinball doing this? Like, why are they attacking the few fan pages that exist who are just excited about their game. For the life of me, you can draw your own conclusion. I think it's somewhat lame. I think it's somewhat juvenile. I think it's some, you know, and here's the reason why. Stern Pinball is so successful. We buy this company's games time and time again. You spend so much money on these Stern machines and we know they don't cost that much to make. We know we're all kind of getting ripped off on every Stern machine and we don't really care because Stern machine gets it done. They put it in a box. They make the game available. By the time it's revealed, you can have it in your home in a few weeks. And we always, we always praise Stern for that efficiency on this show. But for some reason, for some reason, Zach Sharp needs to lighten up and he does. And you could see it like on his face when he's in that video. Like he thinks that's the kind of way you should approach pinball. It's like serious business to the Sharps. And it's with no disrespect. And we all know why their family is pinball sort of pinball dynasty. But this is not how you deal with your fan base. This is not how you deal with, because it wasn't just me, remember, these are like pinball fans sharing content 
because they're excited about Ninja Turtles being threatened with a legal action by Zack and Stern. And I understand it, Zach. I understand you have an agreement with Nickelodeon. I understand you have a a scheduled rollout. I understand you have an exclusive with Kotaku or IGN. And let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody that reads Kotaku who cares about pinball. I don't even think anyone who reads Kotaku cares about pinball to begin with. I don't think anyone who reads IGN cares about pinball to begin with. You know who cares about pinball? The people on these pages that you're threatening. You know who cares about pinball? The Stern Pinball Enthusiast Group. You know who cares the most about pinball? The people on Pinside who you completely ignore, who you completely refuse to engage with. And the number one pinball company in the world refuses to engage with the number one pinball community in the world. Just think about that for a minute, people. Think about that for a minute. And then draw your conclusion as to why they're now going after the number one pinball podcast in the world. And I just think it's really lame. And I think Zach Sharp should look in the mirror and ask himself what he's really trying to accomplish here. And there's so many different ways that Zach Sharp and Kaneda could work together moving forward. And I've extended a million olive branches to Zach Sharp. And I can share with you the emails. Every time I say to him, how about we bury the hatchet? How about we like move on? I've apologized to Tim Sexton so many times. I, I don't know what it takes. I have cordial conversations with George Gomez. I have great conversations with Jared. I have great conversations with Ed Robertson. Great conversations with Jack Danger. Great conversations with so many people affiliated with Stern Pinball. But for some reason, the marketing department just considers this stuff to be life and death. It's pinball. And who cares? Who really cares? All right? And it's not even worth it. Here's the funny part. It's not even worth it. At the end of the day, I didn't spoil any big marketing plan because there was no big marketing plan. There was no big marketing launch. There was no creative idea that I ruined or spoiled or, or like or rained on. Okay? So, Zach, look, what you did was lame shutting down people's ability to share my podcast with their friends. I mean, Greg can't share this with his friends. He wants to share his excitement with the game and the fact that he came on my show and he wants to share that with people and you prohibited that. And and look, I, I know I'm saying you as in Zach, but I mean, come on, who else would it have been if it was all about Ninja Turtles, all right? All right, so what else is going on? So the I want to I want to like change gears to the best news I've had all year. And that was the lamest news I've had all year. And we're going to try to get Kaneda back on Facebook. I'm still on Facebook. My SoundCloud's still up. I, you just can't share links, which I think sucks. The best news of the year. This It's with such pleasure that I announce to all of you a Kaneda Pinball Podcast exclusive. And this is just the feel-good story of the year. You could say it's the peel-good story of the year. That Butch Peel has a new job in pinball. And Butch Peel will be joining Chicago Gaming Company. And he will be serving as their lead service engineer. And you know Butch. He used to be at Jersey Jack Pinball. He's been heartbroken since they let him go. And everybody, when they heard this news, was like, how could Jersey Jack Pinball let Butch Peel go? And like, there's like, and I kept hearing it from people. Like, there's like one guy. If there's like one guy you don't let go. If there's like one guy who's like the linchpin and the foundation of, of a great pinball organization and institution, it's Butch Peel. 
Like he's one of the nicest guys. And and I don't think you can find anybody, anybody to say anything bad about this man who has spent 32 years in the electronics engineering business. And he's with he was with the U.S. Army Research Laboratory. You know, this guy is amazing. He was with JJP for eight years. And so when we first broke the news that Butch Peel was let go at JJP, I was fortunate enough to connect with Butch and hear from Butch after I did my show that he was thankful that I brought attention to the fact that he was let go and that he was devastated. I spoke to his daughter about this. And since then, I really, I've, I've only wanted to do one thing and that's fine butch a new home in pinball so i am so happy today because he's not just going to be joining them he's also going to be going to all the pinball shows when they turn back on he is going to be present at everything we love pinball and he's going to be joining cgc and i just want to also thank christopher franchi who also when he heard the news asked me to help connect him with Butch and got Butch through the door. I also want to thank Ryan White over at Chicago Gaming Company for seeing the value in Butch. And I just, I guess I just want to thank Butch for being freaking amazing. This wasn't a hard decision to bring Butch on board. It just was a stupid decision, I think, to let him go. And I think everyone would agree with that. So Butch, we look forward to seeing you back in pinball with CGC. And I think it's a great pickup. It's a great pickup. And please, Butch, if I say something that I don't like about a CGC game, please do not go to Facebook and say that that show was abusive, okay? Because I already got it coming from Stern. I'm just joking. Butch would never do that. All right, what else is going on in pinball? So I want to also talk a little bit about the JJP teaser because we were just talking about JJP letting Butch go. It was interesting that they put up that video that the game is about the change and that you asked for innovation and and there was like this teaser uh, video in which there's a question mark. Now I'm here to tell you a few things that I know. Uh, One is that the innovation that is going to be celebrated is not Wi-Fi, okay? I don't, it's not gonna be internet Wi-Fi play. I also know that it's not gonna be something that's gonna impact the existing portfolio of games. The innovation you are going to get is going to be in their next game, which we know is Guns N' Roses. And so they really are beginning to start the night train. They're starting the hype train of GNR. And so people keep asking me, when do I think Guns N' Roses is going to come out? And I do not know. If I were to take a guess, I think we're going to see it in August. I would say that is the earliest I think we'll see GNR. Now, if you look at the time period between when they announced Willy Wonka and when we got it, it was like two months. So that means we could see Guns N' Roses revealed to the world in June at some point. I don't know if that's the fact or not. I heard rumors that they were still exploring what the final bomb on the game would be, but if it's gonna start going on the line, then you would think all the parts would be in-house ready to make it. And so those decisions have already been made. Now, I do know that JJP has entered into what they are calling phase three, which means they are ready for manufacturing in Chicago. Now, you might have seen the new sign outside of Jersey Jack Pinball Chicago. Uh, It's a little bit of a, a different logo for them. They removed the outline of the New Jersey State, but it's still called Jersey Jack Pinball. And some people think that photo is Photoshopped. It is not. I talked to Ken. It is real. 
It, that is the actual a sign that is outside of Jersey Jack Pinball. So life goes on in the world of pinball. Butch finds a new home. Jersey Jack Pinball has found a new home in Chicago. Uh, Stern Pinball doesn't like Canada's Pinball Podcast. It's almost like what's new, like it's like what's new in the world. We're right back to where we always were with everything. Um, anything else going on that I want to talk about? The Ninja Turtles Pro Stream is happening right now. I'm gonna go check that out. Uh, and I just want to say, like, I think. It's a really exciting time to be back in pinball. Things are back on, things are turning back on, and I really look forward to seeing what else is coming out. I did get a somewhat of an invitation from Robert Mueller to maybe check out what's going on at Deep Root in July. Now, I don't even know, is it safe to fly to Texas in July? Uh, but I am very intrigued to see what they are finally doing over there. Now, I have a little bit of information on Deep Root for you that I've heard through the rumor mill. And I don't think this is spoiling much, but I always knew that what they brought to Houston was a little bit of a sandbagged effort of what the final game would be. I am hearing, and I'm not, again, this is this is rumor, I am hearing that the final version of Raza will be not just in a different cabinet, but the dimensions might be different. And by that, and I don't, I don't know if the, that makes the playfield longer or not. I don't think so. But it's going to be in more of a Zidware-like playfield that is, I think, deeper and longer. So the glass on the machine is not going to be your standard glass. So if you've ordered PDI glass for your Raza machine, you're out of luck. It was always annoying when I had Magic Girl that that glass was longer because you really can't get non-reflective glass in that size from any of the pinball companies out there that cut glass because nobody cuts it at that size. And I really hope that that Deep Root didn't go down too much of a Papaduke road in which so much of the standard parts of pinball have to be redone in different dimensions because that's what John wanted. I am working on my expose, my new expose on Jersey Jack Pinball and the story behind what went on behind the scenes that made Jersey Jack Pinball move from Jersey to Chicago. It's a really interesting tale that's worthy of a movie slash documentary. There's lots of characters in play and I'm doing my best to capture some of the behind the scenes moments that you never get to hear about. I'll tell you this right now. The world behind the world you know in pinball is so much more interesting. The decisions that are made that impact these games that you and I love and buy, it's incredible. When you hear the decisions why things were taken out of games or the decisions why things took so long to get to market or the reasons why companies started to run out of money the real reason why we didn't get the map back into Pirates of the Caribbean or the real reason why it took forever to get Wizard of Oz out or what was Hobbit supposed to be. You know, there's all these interesting things that were happening behind the scenes. And sometimes I have to be honest, when I hear it all and you put it all together, I'm like, why would anyone ever want to go into making pinball games? And I sort of feel bad for Jack and I feel bad for some other people because to get to a point where you could turn an empty factory into a factory that shipped games as complex as pinball machines, it's a miracle that it ever happens anywhere in 2020, 2019, and, and all, you know, throughout all these years we've been following these companies. And it's no mystery why so many companies fail 
to deliver pinball machines. It really is a miracle if you can get a game in a box. And for those of you out there that think like, I was laughing uh, yesterday because I saw that a company I used to work on, Magic Leap, they're an augmented reality company. If you think like Deep Root squandered tens of millions of dollars and, and Leonard's pumped millions into JJP and, and it's still not profitable or whatnot, if you think pinball companies are inefficient and vaporware and boutiques are lying and just stole people's money and Kevin Kulik is a criminal. Magic Leap raised $30 billion. $30 billion they raised to make this, this you know, these glasses that have augmented reality, right? $30 billion. And let me tell you, the CEO, Rory, you know, what his, you know what his KPIs were, key performance indicators? He told the investors and the shareholders and the people at the company, they expect it after all these years, five years in development, 1,500 employees, they expect it to sell 1 million units of Magic Leap 1 last year, okay? Do you know how many units of Magic Leap 1 they sold? He said 1 million units. They sold 6 thousand company fired 1000 employees last month he's stepping down so it happens it happens people have big dreams but they often can't execute those dreams so i want to sign off this podcast by saying congratulations to butch peel we are super happy i know this is going to be a great weekend in the peel household i want to say stern pinball i've been more than fair to you I do more good for Stern Pinball than bad. I say way more nice things about Stern Pinball than bad things. I've owned two of your machines, all right? You are the most successful pinball company in the world. Don't be lame. Don't stand on the side of censorship. And the people that want to see your stuff, if they see it a little early, it doesn't hurt anyone other than your marketing department's ego. It doesn't hurt Nickelodeon. It doesn't hurt your bottom line. It simply hurts your marketing department's ego. And you shouldn't have an ego because you know you're selling us $3,000 games for almost nine to $10,000 with tax, okay? So get over yourself, Stern. We appreciate you, but lame move, Mr. Marketing Department over there, all right? And JJP, you don't need to throw the word innovation out. You just need to make awesome, cool stuff happen in pinball. And I think Guns N' Roses is, is going to deliver that. I'm not going to hype it like Wonka. People are like, it's going to cry Wolf Canada all over again. It's not going to happen. I think people will find it really, really cool. And I can't wait to see what the innovation is, though. I mean, it's like, see, innovation's a funny word. You say it and you're like, well, you know, like, we don't need innovation. We just need cool pinball. But you're like, well, what, but, but like, you know, what is the innovation? Is it, you know, and so it, it, I do look forward to seeing what happens over there. We all just want options. It's an exciting time. Oh, and finally, I'm still checking with my building to see if I can get that Rick and Morty. Uh, Morgan and Chuck and company have been nothing but gracious and understanding. It's in a box. It's ready to ship. So no, I have not bailed on Rick and Morty. I still need to find out if my building management company will let me take delivery. They've been slow to respond. It's crazy, right? In a global pandemic, it's shocking to me that my building management company is slow to respond to my request about putting a pinball machine into my apartment. How dare they? How dare you share details about Ninja Turtle, Canada? Have a great day, everybody.
Maybe we could start again.